Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast dropping your trick or treat bag this week. See, so yeah, and you maybe want. next, <laughs> maybe next. We'll maybe. see how we feel. <laughs> I don't want to get I don't want to get too crazy saying we stay on schedule, but yeah, let's not get their hopes up, aka. A- his hopes up whoever listens to this <laughs> the one person yeah yeah makes sense but yeah today we are actually starting a season a yeah. series our first entry in many monster mania yeah all right that's right. many monster movies so many monster <laughs> movies. There's so many, but I think we're going to be talking about five of them. So the next five episodes will be dealing with that. Um, we won't be talking about Gremlins, but these are movies that either ripped off Gremlins or um, in the case of this movie we're going to be talking about today, they were actually in production at the same time. Just one had the misfortune of uh, coming out before the other one. <laughs> so Yeah. And uh but they're really not that similar. They're really not that similar as far as uh, today we're talking about ghoulies. Uh, ghoulies really isn't that similar to gremlins. No, except not for at all. Creatures. Like, I think I honestly, I won't say I enjoy it more than gremlins, but I think it's a lot of fun to watch. No, say don't say that's it's not better than gremlins. <laughs> it's better than gremlins. It's one hundred percent not better than gremlins. <laughs> Critters is better than all of them. <laughs> Critters two is really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and we're going to have all the other little antics and shenanigans that we always have in the episode, plus a lot of fucking news. But there is one piece of news we have to start it off with that I know that uh, you've been dying to talk about, and now I can talk about it. But I watched Skinnamarink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I sure <laughs> did, and I loved it. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did, Blaze. I don't believe you. <laughs> I would never lie to you about something. I'm like going to post these text messages of you saying this movie's shit on Instagram. <laughs> I never said it was shit. Mm. I never said it was shit. No, I said it's fucking pissing me off. I hope the director dies. I said it's fucking pissing me off. There's a difference. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Skinnamarink. Um, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know, is a an experimental horror film that came out last month to a limited release in theaters before it went to Shutter and was pretty successful because it went viral. Um, not quite sure how. I think that it was supposed to get released at a different time and it got leaked somehow and it kind of made the um, rounds on TikTok and it got a lot of traction that way. Uh, uh-huh. $15,000. Um, what is the name of the, the director? Uh, damn it. Because I want to give him credit. Because he has a YouTube channel. Um, Carl Edward Ball. Uh, he has a YouTube channel called uh, Bite Size Nightmares, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, where people will comment their nightmares to him and he would make little short films based off of it. And this is basically just a feature length version of that. It's based off of a nightmare that he had a lot as a child. That was apparently pretty common with a lot of other 
people um, that he would get comments from, which is waking up in the middle of the night, your parents are gone, and there's some type of creature in your house. And that's what the general plot of Skinamarink is. Um, you saw this, of course, at the end of last month or mid last month. Yeah, I saw it the day it came out in theaters. Yeah. Um, and what'd you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not fun to watch. <laughs> I I appreciate the idea. I think it's kind of cool. And like, it's one of those movies where you're like, it's cool in hindsight, but during it, you're like, nah, this sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I mean, for the first 30 minutes or so, I was really into it. Um, I don't think it sucks. I mean, it's an, it's an experimental film. No, I'm not saying it sucks. I'm just saying it's boring. It's, it's boring. Um, I think it depends on how you watch it. Also, I feel like watching it in a theater, you probably... We're more immersed, maybe, because it's all dark and watching it in a big screen. Nobody said a fucking word. Yeah. I didn't even hear anybody breathe in that theater. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of immersive. Um, when I first started watching it last night, it was actually kind of effective because I watched it when I was super tired and everything was off and it's quiet and I was watching it. And it was kind of creepy. But then I finished it today because I fell asleep. It was so fucking boring last night that <laughs> <laughs> I finished it today. And the problem I find with Skin of Marink is um, it just too long i think i think it's hour it is minutes. too long like it would have been good i think it would have been a lot more powerful if it was like a 40 minute short sure yeah i think that or hour maybe even hour 20 could probably get away with but hour 40 is a little bit too long and it's interesting of course that being an experimental film how it's shot where you're just seeing random parts of the house walls uh, like i mean there was a lot of thought that went behind yeah. it i'm not gonna take that away from it or anything like that it's just like that's a cool experiment, but I would never watch it again. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to see like the full, like full profile of any of the characters is normally their feet or their back. Um, and it does feel like a fever dream and nightmare. And I mean, I can't say quite anything like it. (laughs) He did what he set out to do. It's just not fun to watch. (laughs) I just kind of get annoyed Um, the longer it was going on. I was just like, I gotta say that's you know it, it. There's been this uptrend of uh, the past few years, and me and Paige are actually talking about it. And it's like this whole elevated horror thing where it's like everything has like a meaning. But it, and it's not that those are bad, but we're like we wish there were less of them. Like we wish it's getting old to the point of where we're like we just want to see whip out some tits dong and murder and that's all we want right now right. like that's all we want like if we're tired of the oh let's think about it this way and let's look into the and it's like yeah those are cool every once in a while but it feels like almost every other movie that's coming out these days is that kind of formula where it's like i have a lot more to say than just a spooky movie i i agree and disagree i agree that there's a lot of it out there um that's fucking a24's fault <laughs> let's go the way three years ago we we're all blowing them so i want to fucking hear it <laughs> you know what i'm saying no like, we were yeah absolutely you know? but i mean now it's to the point of where it's like okay something different please you know and that's the thing with like a24 they put out horrors i mean they also put an x and pearl and stuff like that i mean they put out other things but and it's not their fault it's it's they they give independent you know filmmakers a voice and you know things that 
that bigger studios probably wouldn't have done um, at the time. Right. And just a lot of them were art pieces, and that's completely fine. But th- those movies you're talking about were coming out, and they were coming out from Blumhouse, and we just were studying how much they fucking suck. But that was the point. <laughs> that was the <laughs> point. Blumhouse put out really shitty movies there because you know they were turning them out so fast. And, of course, like we we brought up multiple times in the podcast is Jason Blum's uh, – how he does business, like his whole like uh, – uh, just the way he sets up everything of just, hey, I'm going to give a filmmaker $5 million to make a horror movie, $10 million to make a horror movie, and it's going to make $60 million or even $30 million. That's still That's still making all your money back plus some. Right. And you're able to put them out fast. You're getting all those teenagers to come in, asses and seats, you know, because they're all going to they're all going to the spooky jump scare movie. And that's the kind of schlock that it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know, people talk a lot of shit about it compared to A24 because it's like, oh, it's not the witch. It's so fucking hereditary or whatever. It's like fucking Blumhouse has been doing this shit. <laughs> They've been putting out a fucking uh, purge to every hereditary, you know? Okay, purge doesn't count. Purge just sucks, like, on the <laughs> that, whole. Like, that is the schlockiest schlock. <laughs> That is not even schlock. That is just like bad action movie horror. That's <laughs> that schlock, is like, though. Schlock is bad. I, action. I wouldn't even call it schlock because it's just bad. It's like schlock, I feel like, has. Like, there are good parts of Malignant, and that's schlock. Malignant, Malignant is schlock, but so is bad action movies. Like, canon films are schlock. Fucking, uh, basically, The Purge is like schlock. Purge is like a Zack Snyder bullshit thing. Like, it's like the superhero movies of horror movies it's, uh, they're annoying i want to go that far but I, I think it's all dumb stuff i mean i don't like the purge films but i mean they're dumb action i that tries to have a social message but the social message social message doesn't work it doesn't oh, yeah sense. because the social message is like don't you feel bad for rich people it's like fucking no <laughs> like, well, it's, it's not like rich people it's like a really like closed-minded thing about gun control it's like yeah there's a night where you can do anything. Guns are bad. It's like you can do anything. Why don't we focus on like a heist that happens like during purge night? Why don't they do anything creative with it? Except you just run into buildings and just shoot each other. <laughs> like why don't we yeah, do anything creative real. with this? With the we're a family who doesn't want to be in the purge. We got to get out of here. Yeah. And it's like purge thirty. Like <laughs> the only one that had a social message was like that, that. I think was pretty successful. Was the first purge? It came out a good time. Oh, yeah, that one too. Huh. I hated that one too. That's fine. I think I think it's probably the best one out of those movies. Um, I didn't watch the last one or two. Was the Western one the last one? Oh fucking yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Forever Berg. Yeah, I don't watch it. <clears throat> but um, yeah, Skin Rink is is yeah, it's just, it's an experiment, and that's awesome that it found an audience and stuff. Um, but yeah, I wasn't too much of a fan. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> if, yeah, I. It, uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember how Paige put it. She's like, this whole fucking theater of pretentious fucking losers who all are too afraid to look stupid to leave a shitty movie. <laughs> so she's like, everyone's sitting there because they don't get it, but they're afraid everyone's going to know they don't get it if they fucking leave this garbage movie. But you guys stayed. Yeah, I did. <laughs> she, was, she was trying to drag me out of there the entire time. And I was like, Page, something's about to happen. <laughs> something's about to happen. They're building to it, and then nothing happened. And I'm like, huh. 
No, man, the kid stabs himself in the eye, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Blood appears on a wall. Here's a face. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and it's really hard to watch that graininess in fucking a theater. Like, it's, it's super distracting. We shot it on digital, and I think he fucking did... I think he used a filter on it, so... You. Yeah, I did the grindhouse thing. I mean, it's usually better. I, I don't know actually how he did it. I, I imagine since he, sh- since he shot on digital, um, he wasn't able to do the proper way you should, which I think that um, a wounded fawn did is that they actually shot on film and then stomped on the film afterwards. Like if you like stomp on the film or like fuck it up afterwards, that's how you get that grain effect. Unlike something like uh. grindhouse that uses a filter to make it look like it's a 70s film. So I don't know. Um, but don't quote me on that because I don't care. <laughs> um, so we had a couple of deaths. We had Lisa Loring passed away. She played Wednesday on the original Adams Family show. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? You could keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no real reaction. I was uh, not an original Adams Family fan. So. Uh, yeah, I was. Um, and Michael Myers performer George P. Wilbur. I think he played Myers in four. He's a stuntman that played him in Halloween four, which is bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was there. He passed away. Also, um, those were losses. That's it? I thought we had more. Oh, the people dying? Yeah. No, those are the only two dying. All you right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Moving right along. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne is retiring from... Uh, oh, I know. Boring. That's been sad to watch. Again. But I think that this time might take... Cause, I mean, his, his health hasn't been great. Well, yeah. And he was talking about how they fucked up his back surgery and now he can barely feel his legs. So. Yeah. Well, it's been bad for him. I mean, all I have to say to that is no more tears. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> Fuck Ozzy. <laughs> oh, you leave that old bumbling bastard alone. <laughs> I love him. No, that, that, that um, sucks, though. It's uh, it's sad. I mean, he's retired multiple times, but yeah, I mean, I thought he retired. Well, he, he's not retiring on his own terms, which is the sad part. Yeah, he was already had a uh, tour set up. Yeah, he had to cancel it. Yeah, cancel it. Um, I mean, that guy is basically a walking course. <laughs> He's been I, here's the thing though that guy still performs fine like yeah for the most part absolutely yeah yeah like I, it's sad that he didn't get to choose when to go but you know so is life i don't get to choose where i work even so <laughs> yeah yeah well i hope i'm all the best um yeah for sure. i mean he could always do what uh curtis mayfield did what? Where after that fucking like light, so stage light hit him, like fell on his head and crippled him. You know that, right? Right. Um, but he was so performed by getting like, like how he recorded his last album was they basically put him on like, not a gurney, but like a bed type thing that like sat him up like a table thing so he could still project and sing <laughs> all that. 
so performed. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're uh, moving right along. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie announced the second annual Freaks on Parade tour uh, last year. We were both interested in going also, and we, we missed it. Yeah, I honestly would only wanted to go for Static X, but oh well, yeah, it was Rob Zombie, Static X, uh, Mudvayne, Mudvayne, and Power Man Five Thousand. I thought there was somebody else, maybe not. I think that's yeah. it. It's very new metal. <laughs> this is very yeah. like the, <laughs> like ninety nine called. They want their tour back. Um, <laughs> so he announced that they're doing it, another big tour called Freaks and Parade again. And it's going to be him and Alice Cooper. Yeah, that'll be cool. And and um, fucking Ministry. That's going to be awesome. Ministry mm-hmm. and uh, Filter. I've just seen Filter before. I've seen Ministry and Zombie Live. But I haven't seen Cooper. So Yeah, I was sad. Nita Strauss is no longer playing for Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, it's awesome. Cooper's still doing these big national tours and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would- There's a crazy Republican. He is. He's Republican. I mean, he is. He is a Christian, so probably. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Remember he got. Um, remember he got Dave Mustaine off of drugs and it did um, to Jesus or whatever the fuck. And now Dave Mustaine. Is- yeah, really ruined those new Megadeth albums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess I, what I find interesting is that Ministries on the tour. I guess Al Jorgensen made up with Rob Zombie because. He said some not great some not great things about Rob Zombie in his autobiography, which is a great book. If if you guys like Al Jorgensen or Ministry, uh, his autobiography is fantastic. But um, there's a couple of things he said about Rob Zombie that that weren't awesome. So <laughs> he has a quote one, up, huh? Quote one. Quote one. He's just talking about like uh, he's he was dating Sean uh, Sean Isolt, the basis of White Zombie. Um, after her and Rob Zombie broke up. And talk about how he's touring with White Zombie and just like how Rob Zombie was an asshole during the tour and shit. Like he would tell people like "shut up," he's eating lunch and stuff like that. Like during sound check <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and he's like, and he stole my style. Like he stole he stole my look, which I always kind of thought that. I remember seeing like the old White Zombie photos and stuff like that. I'm like, he looks like El Jorgensen. <laughs> he like has like the cowboy hat and like the fucking dreads and shit like that. Like El Jorgensen was already doing that around that time. He's like, I'm the only one that gets to look like a fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, I guess they made up. I think it's gonna be an awesome tour. Um, I want to go. I'm probably just gonna buy the twenty some dollar tickets there for the Tampa the Tampa stop for the the lawn section. But knowing Ticketmaster, I'll probably end up paying like I don't know ninety dollars. <laughs> Dude, that shit's fucking insane. I I just can't. Hey man, if this shit goes through with the whole Taylor Swift thing, they're gonna be getting fucking. Uh, it may change. Oh yeah, it change. yeah. It's about fucking time. Like Jesus Christ, like it's about time. Ticketmaster's been ripping people off for yeah. years. Like I mean, it sucks. It took so long for it to happen, but going Taylor Swift and all that that happened, we're just like, no, fuck that. Like you are like completely gouging. This is a monopoly. This is fucking crazy because you you should have to go through them or fucking Live Nation to get most tickets. And back in the day, I think that fucking uh, Pearl Jam did Pearl Jam. They tried to make a stand against Ticketmaster back in like around. Yeah, they did. Like in the late nineties, maybe. Yeah, they were talking about how they were gouging. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, they were trying to find another another avenue of getting tickets to fans. 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that sucks. Um, the Ticketmaster does stupid shit like that, but what are you going to do? Um, <clears throat> went down the wrong pipe. Let's see. Next up, some of Blaze's favorite news. We're going to talk about superhero films. <laughs> so I think we may have mentioned it on a previous episode. James Gunn is taking over <clears throat> DC Entertainment or their movie wing or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Him and Peter Safran um, are taking over DC because DC's finally realized, huh, the Zack Snyder verse really doesn't work out that well and nothing makes sense and everybody hates everything. We should murder Zack Snyder. <laughs> we need to sacrifice him. Um, so- Man, I would love that. <laughs> I hate Zack Snyder so fucking much. I'm just I'm not a fan. Um, but yeah, James Gunn was given the keys to the castle. I guess um, he's planning a complete reinvention of the brand. Him and Peter Safran are. Uh, it's exciting because I love James Gunn, uh, and I liked his Suicide Squad movie, and I'm, I'm interested in him kind of and and Peacemaker. The Peacemaker show is really good, also. So, you know, they released a whole slate of shit that they're going to be putting out or whatever, including rebooting Superman and they're going to be having a new Batman and all kinds of shit. But there was some horror news where he's the first thing out the gate is going to be an animated show based on the uh, Creature Commandos, which was a comic book about basically basically uh, classic monsters fighting Nazis. Uh, But it's going to be a seven episode animated series or something like that. And they're looking for the voice cast to be the same people that can play the live action version. So it's pretty cool. Just have some uh, creatures fucking up some Nazis and shit like that. I'm into it. Uh, Yeah. And the other thing that they announced was him doing a Swamp Thing film. uh, Mm -hmm. That possibly it's it's more than rumored because James Mangold actually posts on Twitter an image of Swamp Thing. It looks like James Mangold may be directing the Swamp Thing film, which is awesome because I love James Mangold. I, I love Logan. I love 310 to Yuma, Copland, uh, Ford v. Ferrari. Was, I, I don't give a fuck about cars <laughs> or racing, but that movie's great. Uh, he also did Walk the Line and, and other films like that. Um, I think he did Girl Interrupted also. And the new Indiana Jones film coming out this year is also directed by James Mangold. Um I think James Mangold's a great director, so I'm excited to see if he wants to do a Swamp Thing film that actually goes through. It could really be good. Only if he does Alan Moore's adaptation. There's no way you can do a Swamp Thing adaptation at this point and not be like super, at least super influenced by Alan Moore's run because it was... It was the best. Well, it was the best. It was so long and it was such a defining such a defining run of that character. It's basically like like, nah, I'm going to have him fight dinosaurs like in the old serial ones. It's like, fuck! I mean, it's basically the equivalent of being like, hey, we're going to make a Daredevil movie and completely ignore the Frank Miller, <laughs> the Frank Miller run. It's like, no, everybody pulls from the Frank Miller run, that character, because it redefined that character. Same thing with Swamp Thing. Sure, Swamp Thing was around before Ellen Moore took over, but his run defined that character. Was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's pretty cool. Um why not? It's not like we have enough. Uh, it's not like we have enough comic book movies, right? Okay, yes. good. <laughs> um, so some uh, vinegar syndrome news. Yeah, uh, vinegar syndrome has made a publishing department. They'll be doing uh, comics and novelizations for 
cult films, all the type of movies they put out, they'll be uh, making uh, novelizations based off of them. And who doesn't want to read a Spookies novelization <laughs> or a Miami Connection novelization? I would love a Miami Connection yeah. comic. Um, they already were kind of doing this because they made a comic for New York Ninja. But I guess that they're expanding the operation to do more. Um, along with that, Brad Henderson, who um, he was the one that he was doing most of the acquisitions and a lot of the special features productions on uh, the Vinegar Syndrome release releases, um, has left Vinegar Syndrome for Terror Vision. <laughs> yeah. And Terror Vision. <laughs> Love Vinegar Syndrome as a as a uh, sub label of Vinegar Syndrome um, last year. We're, we're actually talking to um, Ben, who works at TerraVision. Whenever you were up here um, at the store, yeah. and he was kind of talking about it, where they were just doing really well on their own business wise, so they decided to just branch off from Vinegar Syndrome and do their own thing. But it looks like Brad Henderson is joining joining with them um, to do acquisitions again. Um, Brad's been with vinegar syndrome for a long time. And from what I understand, there's there's no hard feelings on Twitter. He's like No, uh, he seems still like Yeah. Super supportive. Yeah, he's still promoting their stuff, especially the stuff he's been doing special features for that haven't been released yet. Um you know, we've talked to Brad at, at conventions before. He's really cool. Uh we'll give you a good recommendation. <laughs> on some movies and stuff like that for you to pick out. And I, I thought it was funny because when I went to Terror Vision's Fright Fest in October, uh, Brad was there and he, he was, uh, he introed one of the movies. So I guess he was already in talks with Ryan at Terror Vision and, and now he is officially part of their team. Um, he's already been tweeting about different things he's been getting. He's been acquiring. Apparently there's some Kung Fu film. That's a favorite of his. that He's been trying to get the rights for, for a long time. He's hoping that Terror Vision will put it out. Um, yeah, I mean that that's awesome if they're letting him still do the same thing and he wants to start with a different company and keep on going. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's uh I think it's a cool move. I'm excited to uh and who knows, maybe you'll uh be seeing more of him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean we we definitely want to start getting these guys on on the show just because they're in the area. <laughs> you know, it, would be, it, it would make no sense not to try to get them on there. But, um, right. Uh, let me see. So there was a movie coming out. Um, what, let me look up the, um, the info on it. Chris Landon. I know it was directed by Chris Landon is putting out a, uh, new movie. Um, Chris Landon, in recent years has become best known for directing uh, the happy death day films and uh, then doing a movie that me and you really liked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> freaky. Cause it's happy death day. Sucks. I didn't like the first happy death day. I feel like rewatching it because I feel like I may appreciate it more, but um, I heard happy death day. freaky was good. Huh? Though. Freaky was, was good, great. Um, I heard Happy Death Day to You was really good. Uh, I didn't watch it. Um, but yeah, he also directed uh, some of the Paranormal Activity films. Uh, he wrote um, two, three, four, and five of Paranormal Activity. So he wrote most of the Paranormal Activity films. Um, and they directed a couple there, whatever. Um, he is coming out with a new movie that's coming to Netflix called We Have a Ghost. Um, so we have family comedy horror film. It looks like it's a little bit lighter than you know his other stuff. But um, yeah, it stars uh, 
David Harbour, David Harbour, Anthony Mackie, and Jennifer Coolidge. She's, I mean, she's been doing a shitload. Um, I mean, since White Lotus, especially. Um, but yeah, it seems like uh, David Harbour is a ghost named Ernest, and uh, the guy that moves in, Kevin, played by uh, uh, who moves in the house, he creates like YouTube channels, um, uh, and decides to help him out. Seems to kind of like make him like famous. <laughs> YouTube famous. <laughs> um, so, I mean, why not? Uh, Chris Lana makes fun films. I'm interested in what he's going to do. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be an interesting thing. And uh, I think the image of David Harbour as the ghost is pretty good. Where so. he's like balding. Well, balding, but his half his face yeah. is gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't know when it comes out. Let's see. Do we have a date? Uh, it comes out this month. It comes out February twenty fourth. It's over two hours long. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it comes out when we. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Come over. Uh, you're up here. Uh, yeah, yeah. February twenty fourth. Uh, so, hey, why not? I I'm interested in seeing it. If it's as good as Freaky, I'm in for it. Let's see what else we got. I think the last bit of news. Um, is that Josh Rubin announced his new project, uh, directing yep. project. And it's called Green Bank. Um, and it'll be starring uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown, uh, who was well, in these, uh, well, I mean, recently in, in the Scream movie that came out last year, but she's in the new one also. She's um, Randy's niece. Randy? Randy's niece. Um, and it's also going to be starring uh, Tatiana Maslany. It's a sci-fi horror movie. Um, the film follows infant sleep trainer Sloan, played by Brown, who realizes that the parents of the child she's caring for are much more than the clueless yuppies they seem to be. So another hey, rich people fucking suck movie. <laughs> I'm fine with those because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we've got so many last year. It was like fucking... Uh, I mean, the menu, glass onion, white lotus, fucking. I mean, there were all kinds of things. We're just like, don't the rich suck? It's like, yeah, <laughs> they're all good though. They're all good. <laughs> no, they are good. But still, it's like, all right, well, it's good as long as you're actually trying to make a point with what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you're just like, no, I get it. I mean, I don't think they're all going the Velma route. No, no, no. Well, yeah, not the Velma route. I was thinking more of more of the Joker route. That movie sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck. It's just I'm not a fan of it. I think it's good. It just doesn't have much. No, I'm kidding. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I, yeah, thought it I think was it's fine. fine. It's uh, you're such a fucking hater when it comes to comic movies. You immediately just go, "Oh, fucking sucks, the comic book." <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we have more important things like the new transformers coming you're out. really excited for that <laughs> dude i'm super excited for it because it's fucking beast wars and i'm like fuck it's beast man wars and transformers though right is it, it yeah no 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 it's both of them when i saw scorponok and fucking cheetor on a fucking trailer my fucking little boy pants jizzed everywhere and <laughs> Oh man, I'm just really hoping it doesn't suck like all the others, minus Bumblebee. Yeah, uh, well, it's because Michael Bay's not directing him, and he didn't direct fucking Bumblebee. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, I. I told you the director. I can't remember his name now. The guy who directed Creed mm-hmm. Two. 
So I'm hoping it's going to be like, wow, this is actually pretty good. And I mean, nothing will ever be the 80s Transformers movie. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that's probably the best Transformers film. But yeah, it could be. Ultra Magnus. I love that. Yeah. Shit. You got the touch. <laughs> you got the touch. <laughs> fucking did they do that song for fucking the Transformers movie? You got the power. So. <laughs> yeah, they did. Was that for fucking the Transformers movie? I, I don't swear think to God so. It was. <laughs> Well, we'll argue Let's about see. it later. I'm looking up right. We're fucking arguing. We're doing it right now. Yeah, fucking the right. touch Sam Bush. It was for the Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah, really? I didn't know that was yeah. for the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the music video is literally like a bunch of fucking Transformers shit in the background, <laughs> but it's like '80s technology, of course. So it's just like shittily green screen behind them. <laughs> God, I fucking love Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the news. I mean, Josh Rubin, Josh Rubin yeah, putting on a new movie excites me because I did like scare me a lot, but I really love Werewolves Within. And we've talked about Josh Rubin before where I just like one of the pairs of movies and stuff like that. And that show that you like. Oh, Game, yeah, Changer. Game Changer or whatever. You definitely <laughs> love that show. Yeah, and he was fun and Wounded Fawn. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm happy he's putting on a new movie. And he was also working on it. He was in... Uh, Either the last issue of Fangoria Rue Morgue, maybe Rue Morgue, um, that he's putting out a comic book. He's putting out like a little mini series comic. So, I mean, he's staying busy. Uh, so, that's exciting. Yeah. No, he seems like yeah. a cool dude. All right. So, I guess that brings us to our first entry into Mini Monster Mania. Dun, dun, dun. With our presentation of uh, Ghoulies. Trailer time. Jonathan is having a housewarming party. Whoa! What do you guys want to do? Well, we could play hide and go seek. <laughs> yeah. What about Trivial Pursuit? Yeah. yeah. Trip poker. Yeah. <laughs> I got an idea. Let's do a ritual. Bow here. Yod he valley. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself. <laughs> hey, knock it off. Come. I order thee. In the name of the most holy trinity. Come. I order thee. Well, that was fun. No, no, wait. I, I need to dismiss the spirit. So do I. Where's the bathroom? Upstairs. <laughs> Unfortunately, there will be some surprise guests. They have very bad manners. And they have no respect for privacy. They'll wake up the neighbors. What the hell's in there? And they never take no for an answer. Oh, man, that chick is really a screamer. <laughs> Ghoulies, once they show up, you can never get rid of them. Ghoulies, they'll get you in the end. 
All right. Goalies. 1984. Um, I don't know if this is our first movie. It can't be. We've had a talk about a movie that was at least produced by Charles Band before. Seed People. We didn't do an episode of Seed People. We didn't? No. Oh, man. Orchard's <laughs> going to be angry. <laughs> I think I'll an inside joke for you. <laughs> I know we've referenced Charles Band a lot and mentioned him a lot, but uh yeah, Charles Band for anybody who doesn't know is is We've had to have done a full moon movie. At least I think he's produced. I'm just trying to think of what. Uh, but yeah, he is the head honcho over a full moon features. I mean, he's had a career lasting 50 years now. He's made 300-some movies. And, I mean, he doesn't direct a lot, but produced at least 300-some films for full moon features that are all schlocky and cheap, but fun. Generally fun. Yeah. Um, genre fair. Um, he's done a lot. His dad was also in movies. Um, he worked in a lot of different spaghetti westerns. They grew up in Italy, which he fucking talks about incessantly on his fucking podcast. <laughs> Charles Band brings it up at least five fucking times with every guest. Also, most of the episodes of Charles Band's Full Moon Freak Show podcast, he usually instantly forgets what somebody's saying, and then he just starts talking about himself, which is slightly annoying. But <laughs> thing I don't like about Italy is the, the where's the spaghetti at? You know, you get spaghetti from all these different places, but. That place is dry to the bone. <laughs> yeah, no spaghetti in Italy. No, it's none. Where, where does it come from? <laughs> I assume the birthplace of civilization, Africa, would be the first place that spaghetti was born. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah. But proven. Uh, but he he did have a castle over there in uh, Italy for a long time that he bought from uh, Dino De Laurentiis. I think I think it used to be his, and they shot a shitload of fucking full moon features. I don't know if they used. I don't think they used the castle for this one. I don't think he had the castle for this one. Even though they used kind of like a castle kind of set. But if you watch movies like Castle Freak, um, that's literally Charles Band's uh, home at that time. He doesn't have the castle anymore. Um, now he's got a port. Yeah. I mean, Charlie Band, I mean, he made the Puppet Master films and the Ghoulie films and produced movies like, uh, like Taurus Trap. And animator and from beyond and all that stuff. I mean, he's had a long career. Um, for some reason, still doing evil bong films, even though like I don't remember. Last I don't know time. who the audience is for that. But I don't. I don't. During the eighth evil bong film, I don't remember the last time like pot humor was funny. <laughs> like I thought 94? the first one. And that, well, that's the thing. Like now, it's like. And like, you know, pot is so common. Like when that first came out, it was like, oh, it's still kind of that edgy thing to do. Like now it's like, you know, it could be like evil pack of marbles, like legal. <laughs> it's fine. Like this one will at least give you cancer. Like <laughs> I just don't see the attraction to it. Like I, I mean, I, I I don't get it either. I ha I have the first one on DVD from years and years ago. Yeah. And you uh do you have a uh, do you have a favorite full moon feature? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I would def uh, probably seed people. I fucking love seed people. I love head of the family. I love fucking so much full moon bullshit. I mean, I love puppet master as well. 
You like fucking Devil Doll. Mm. <laughs> Devil Doll's not my favorite, to be honest. Um, yeah. Trancers. Huh? Trancers. Yeah, I, I mean, Tour Strap wasn't a full moon, right? That was. Uh, no, it was. I mean, it was, it was produced by Charlie Band. He considers it part of the. Uh, oh well, if he considered yeah. it, then yeah, that's probably my favorite he full moon. Fucking keep on bringing it up. He just brings up his shit. He's like, "Oh, that's great." Anyways, let me tell you about uh, full moon pictures. It's like, oh, okay, Charles. Like, how about you fucking keep on interviewing the guy? <laughs> yeah, Tourist Trap's an amazing movie. Though. Uh, yeah, this movie was uh. Um, not directed by Charlie Band, of course. It was produced by him. Um, it was directed by uh, Luca Bercovici. Um, Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> who was a uh, producer. Uh, he was also a dialogue director. That's kind of his claim to fame at first. Is he's a dialogue director for um, like the miniseries Shogun, which was uh, nominated uh, back in 1980. He was the dialogue, dialogue director for that. Um, and then he was working on TV and stuff like that. Ghoulies was actually his first directorial debut. He hasn't directed a lot of films, uh, but he still works on TV and things like that. Actually, the movie they followed up Ghoulies with is a favorite of Blazes. What's that? Rockula. Oh, hell yeah. That was him? <laughs> All right. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was him. <laughs> you actually like Rockula? Fuck yeah, I like Rockula. That movie's dumb really? as fuck. <laughs> I thought we all didn't like that movie. <laughs> no, it's dumb as fuck. I love that. And the fact that he's like kind of like her his mom wants to bone him like half the time. Like yeah, fucking his mom uh is played by um oh, Jesus Christ. No, uh, huh? No, she's not. She's played by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's me, Rockula, your mother, Jesus Christ. I mean, Cynthia, Cynthia Christ. <laughs> um, no, she's played by fucking uh, uh, God damn it! What is her name? Uh, Tony Basil. What? She's played by Tony Basil, who did uh, the song Mickey. Hey, Mickey, you're still fine. You're still fine. Oh yeah, fine. yeah. That plays uh, Rockula's mom in the movie. But yeah, it's it's a it's a horror rock musical about a vampire that uh, can't get fucking laid. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> thankfully he's uh, has his his trainer Bo Diddley. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And there's some type of pirate that like comes around every so often, every hundred years or so, and kills him with a. Uh, Kills a woman he falls in love with with a uh, uh, was like a shin bone or some shit like that. I don't fucking know something <laughs> like, like that bone. Um, so every every uh, time this woman's reincarnated, this pirate shows up and kills her. It's, it's a fucking weird movie, but uh, yeah, this is what he followed up Ghoulies with. Uh, but yeah, this Ghoulies was his directorial debut. It was actually not a ripoff, unlike the other movies we'll be talking about in this series. Um, it's actually not a ripoff of Gremlins. Um, they were actually in production. I think Ghoulies allegedly was in production before Gremlins, but it got delayed for um, they ran out of money and Charles Band had to make more money for it. So Gremlins came out first and then this one came out. But I think they came out the same year. Um, but people are always like, Ghoulies just rips off Gremlins. But really, there's, there's not really. I, I don't get how they say that because it's like a completely different movie. There's just little creatures in it. 
Yeah. That's really I, the only similarity. Yeah. The that's the only thing. Nothing yeah. else. Like, like next episode when we talk about munchies, that's a ripoff of Gremlins. <laughs> How? <laughs> um but yeah, it, Ghoulies uh there's delay in production. It was shot to be a 3D film. Um but it's actually going to be a hybrid 2D and 3D to where, um, and this explains so much in goalies, there's different parts where the characters have sunglasses on. And every time they put their sunglasses on, you're supposed to also, and those parts were in 3D, but they found it too difficult to do both. And it was costing too much money. So they decided just to shoot it normally. That's a cool idea though. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, what William Castle did with the original, um, 13 ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, his whole gimmick with that movie was you wear the 3D glasses to see the ghosts, but if you don't want to see the ghosts because you're too scared, you just keep the 3D glasses off because they shot them in different colors. So, um, let me see. Is there anything else? Um, Jeffrey Combs auditioned for the lead role in this film. Did he? He didn't get that? He did not get it. How? Which is funny, though, because then he ended up in a lot of Charles Band movies after that. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, let me see. Charles Band has said multiple stories about the cover of the uh, VHS cover and the poster with the uh, goalie coming out of the fucking toilet. Right. He said at one point it was his idea. Then on a commentary track on different movies, said it was somebody else's idea. I don't know. But either way, um, the movie got in a lot of fucking trouble because of the cover. Parents got like really fucking upset about it because they kept on scaring kids to where they didn't want to go to the bathroom because they were afraid a creature was going to crawl into them. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Um, the original concept of the movie was actually way weirder or way different, at least. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm like, it's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. It's going to follow a kid that moves in with his grandfather. Um, and his grandfather is a, uh, I guess he was an author or something like that. And, um, the creatures are the things that were inspiring his stories, but then the creatures get loose or ran around the house and then they just rewrote it to be kind, kind of become what it is now. Um, so, I mean, that would have been a little bit more gremlins ask then. Yeah. This is, I think this yeah. was the better way to do it. Yeah. Um, the movie was originally called beasties. Oh, well, and originally supposed to have FX, uh, FX by, uh, Stan Winston. Oh, really? Yeah. He says to do all the creatures more originally. So um, that didn't happen. It sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about all the stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, in, in Persian, ghoulie means small monster. Did you know that? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk ghoulies. <laughs> All right. So uh, we begin in a, a room of a cult and the man with green glowing eyes calling a baby to the altar. And people just start unmasking randomly at random times during the cult meeting. So she runs up. She's like, you promise not our son. You wouldn't do it to our son. Oh, don't kill our son. And he was like, bitch, I, I'll kill whoever the fuck I want. So 
what was it was a necklace defending him? What was it that defended him from the I don't think it's a necklace. It was like the caretaker did something to the baby. Oh, yeah. So the caretaker's played by Jack Nance. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fucking love Jack Nance. Awesome scene yeah. in this movie. Can't, I, yeah. It's been so long since in the first goalies, I can't remember anything about it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, Jack Nance is in it. That's awesome. So uh, something happens to where the guy is like, oh, fuck, I can't kill this baby shit take it away usually happens so jack nance takes the baby away and he's like it's a talisman that's around his neck i thought it was i thought it was yeah um and uh and he has super awesome green eyes (laughs) yeah (laughs) did you love that effect how awesome his green eyes are (laughs) yeah um so yeah jack nance takes the baby and he's like oh i thought it was over now that he's gone and he died in a, a terrible tragedy that they never talk about. They just say he died somehow. Yeah. He's like, well, I guess that's it for the cult thing. That's great news. I'm going to be the caretaker of this place for some reason. And the, so years and years later, the son comes back with a girlfriend and he's like, well, I guess we, uh, uh, this is my castle now. <laughs> it's like what? Like okay. Yeah. So What's they're both college students. They're both excited to have a place that they can call their own. Jonathan and Rebecca. Yeah, Jonathan and Rebecca. So they start <clears throat> uh putting things together and they're like, you know, it'd be great to have a a party with our friends. And while they're setting up for the party and everything like that, Jonathan ends up finding a box of like books and different things that were related to his father, which he did not know. And he starts reading through the journals and finding out that his dad was like the leader of some kind of occultist group practicing magic. And yeah, so that's kind of the foreshadowing of everything. Sure. Don't they don't they see the grave before that? There's a grave on the premises. There is a grave on the premises. Uh but they just kind of stare at it and Jack Nance comes up behind him and he's like, Meh. and they're like, ah. <laughs> He's like wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's Jack Nance. <laughs> it's always fun seeing him in not a David Lynch film. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh. Um so they're like, oh, okay, let's move on. And So I'm trying to remember, did he start doing any occult stuff before the party or was it just at the party he started? So yeah, the party happens. He, he decided to do it later on, skipping ahead a little bit. I think it's like kind of like a party trick thing. I think he was just kind of flipping through the books like, oh, let's try to do this. Yeah, so he did. And he has this very weird cast of friends like, the druggy friends slash uh, the drunkard friends, like just two of them who look like they're having seizures all the time when they're trying to break dance. Yeah. There's a whole break um, dance segment, whole break dance segment. <laughs> and you don't know why. And it is the whitest party you've ever seen in your life. Uh, then we have the handsome guy who looks like a, a B rated Mario Lopez. <laughs> And he goes all the time. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, <laughs> name is, his name is Dick. 
Yeah, that's right. He's like, my friends call me Dick, but you could call me Dick. <laughs> like, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And it's even stranger because there's a character that should be weirder than him in the friends group named Toad Boy. And, uh, yeah, and he just goes, he sometimes makes a small voice and says shit. But there was like a really hot lady that was like in a romantic relationship with Toad Boy. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, yeah, but for some reason, Dick is way weirder than Toad Boy. Yeah, he's really fucking weird. And, uh, yeah, so eventually they're they're all going downstairs because Jonathan's like, hey, you know what would be fun? Let's try one of these little book things. I'm going to try the book that my dad made here. Does he know that uh, dad, though? Yeah, he knew it was his dad because it had his name in the books and stuff. So he started doing it and he gets really serious about it. And the friends group's like, okay. And he's like, don't leave the salt circle. I'm going to summon whatever. And it's like, why? And it's like, oh, because it'll be fun. It's like, yeah, but you're yelling at everybody. (laughs) You're being kind of a dick about John. (laughs) Yeah. So he's trying to summon an entity in front of everyone. And nothing happens and then they're like okay that was fun let's go back upstairs and now he's like all butthurt about it yeah so they go upstairs but then a small little giant nosed creature (laughs) appears and just goes (laughs) it looks like it looks like there's there's jewish aliens they hit on that episode of south park yeah, it looks just like this. Yeah. What was that episode? Was it whenever they were... Uh... Man, what were they doing? It was, uh, it was where they were... The Earth ended up being a reality show. That's right. Yeah, they were like the yeah. producers. Yeah. yeah. Like, it looks like one of those aliens. Because it's got this, like, big schnoz. And yeah, very similar. I, I would be I would be shocked if, if Matt Stone and Trey Parker weren't influenced by that goalie in some way. Like, even, like, in the back of their minds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we saw the ghoulies earlier in the film also. When we see the original satanic ritual with the baby and all that stuff, the ghoulies are just hanging around <laughs> in the cold yeah. chamber. They're just, and, and, and uh, they really don't have much personality, these ghoulies. No, they all just kind of open and close their mouths. <laughs> there's, one, there's one that looks like a, 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 like a wolf thing of some sort. Cat. I thought it was more like a cat. Yeah, a cat that has like these big bug eyes and just salivates a lot. <laughs> and he looks like super neurotic. It's just like... Yeah. <laughs> like he can't sleep. Yeah. Um, and then there's the little green baby with sharp teeth. Which, who's like the main ghoulie. Which there's a, there's a fan theory. I don't think it's ever confirmed though that if the cult leader has been sacrificing children that those are maybe the reincarnated spirits of the different babies that he killed because they kind of like baby type features yeah kind of i mean they're tiny well, yeah they're, they're, they're like little green babies <laughs> yeah i, could I be. thought they'd look reptilian but yeah they kind of look reptilian yeah but the, you know the puppets for for the goalies really aren't that bad no they really aren't no i think they're uh, pretty good looking puppets but yeah all right um you want to take it from here because i'm going blank now <laughs> um sure so i mean i'll jump in at other points but i'm like i'm blanking from what happens after they go upstairs um yeah they're all just like yeah fuck this this sucks 
<laughs> yeah, you suck, Jonathan. We all hate you, and your party sucks. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think that's really all that happens in that uh, in that part of it. Um, but they're all just kind of like pretty fucking bummed that <laughs> nothing happened. So like, all right, party's over. And then I'm sure Rebecca's thinking like, God damn it, Jonathan, just always fucking over parties. Fucking hate you so much with your cult antics. And it's probably all you know about him being impotent. So <laughs> the next day, Jonathan <laughs> decides to quit college. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a smart move. The next day, you're already pissed off girlfriend. The next day over over um, breakfast, he's like, hey, I'm going to quit college and I'm just going to fix up this house. And she's like, what? <laughs> you have like a semester left. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Well, what are you going to do for money after? Like, do you have a job also? Or are you just going to be fixing up the house? Like, just fixing up the house and... And learning black magic, that's all I'm going to do. But I'm not going to tell you about the black magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that... Uh, uh, doesn't doesn't his dad's ghost show up? Isn't that why... He no, not him? until way later. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm trying to think of what influences him to go back downstairs, but... Um, uh, he was looking for something to clean, and then he found the... Book. Yeah, well, he found the the suit, like the thing his dad oh, wore. Oh, the actual cloak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he decides, you know what? I'm gonna get this party trick right. <laughs> like nobody, nobody's gonna ruin my party. God damn it! Especially me. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. be the best because you know the people that are the best at parties is the ones that come up and they're just like, "Hey, you want to see a magic trick?" It's like not fucking really. <laughs> I'm trying to get drunk. It's like, yeah, you want that. You, like the 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 equivalent of two guys pulling out an acoustic guitar at a party is a guy trying to show people magic tricks. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all you know you know you know what it is. Uh, so yeah, he starts like trying the rituals again in the book. Little does he know that he already summoned at least one ghoulie, but I guess it's just been hiding somewhere in the house, or maybe it didn't fully manifest. I don't know. Not explained. <laughs> um, but yeah, he keeps on doing other things. You find out that he's been like fasting. Like he hasn't been eating. He's been acting like super yeah. weird. Uh, he looks like it looks like he hasn't been sleeping at fucking all. Um, uh, I guess that he's fasting as part of the rituals. Um, but yeah, he finally gets the magic trick right, and he conjures up a whole bunch of ghoulies as well as conjuring up uh, a sprinkler system. <laughs> Yeah, he does. <laughs> I think that was just the uh, torches in the room, but the sprinklers go off. I mean, sorry, rain. It was raining, not sprinklers. But he summons a bunch of ghoulies um, as well, and uh, they're immediately, I don't know, they're pretty tame. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was tame in most situations. Well, he was like, you're going to guard the grounds, but not harm anybody. And they're like, what? Like, why did you bring us here? <laughs> He's like, nah, man. Like, are we getting a punch-in or something? Like, oh. Nobody can see you. And then he makes a talisman for his girlfriend. And she's like, wow, you carved something on a coin. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I love it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, yeah, house pretty clean, right? Yeah. He's just, He's like, yeah, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh-huh. 
his girlfriend is not happy about how he's acting and she's not happy that he's not eating he's acting kind of like a fucking asshole and like the turn of how crazy he started acting is almost immediate it's so fast of him acting like an insane person i can't remember whenever well, the parts of the movie whenever jonathan was supposed to be normal yeah he was not around very briefly <laughs> it was like hey look we inherited this house that's pretty neat huh yeah, I'm studying for this. Let's have a party with friends. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I'm going fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, um, she's like, so she's pretty upset. He's like, listen, I'm just, I'm just really fascinated. I want to learn. I want to know who my parents were and all that. So I I have to do Satanism. <laughs> and she's like, oh, God damn it. Like, fine. <laughs> fine. If that's the reason why you're doing the dark arts. It's okay, uh, but I'm not happy. I better not catch you doing it anymore, though. And he's like, okay, but he basically has his fingers crossed behind his back. Um, they start making love in the bed, um, and a ghoulie draws a satanic circle under the bed. Some kind of sigil. Yeah, kind of a sigil. Uh, some type of cult shit, and, uh, which immediately <laughs> makes Jonathan start into a ritual while they're making love. Which, for some reason, who knows, Rebecca gets really upset about. <laughs> no telling why. Yeah, she's like, shut the fuck up. I'm out of here. <laughs> and then he uses his powers to make her stay. He uses his powers to make midgets. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. What would Grim... grim maybe? Grizzle and Greedy Gut. Yeah, that's right. Grizzle and Greedy Gut. Um, he, who, I, I don't know, they're... They do a ritual to to prove to him if they're if they're able to serve him, they have to drink from a chalice um, that he has. They do, and they're like, "Hey, you know, anything you want, we can we can make you know we can make it happen." And he's like, "Okay, well, make sure my girlfriend doesn't leave." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, make sure she." Doesn't leave. That's kind of weird. And like, why don't you just be nice to her? Maybe she wouldn't leave. I'm like. <laughs> He's like, uh, no, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and, and what else does he want? Of course, the most generic shit you, you could need. Oh, you want power and knowledge and blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, what's what, what power? What kind of power? It's just, like, you know, just general power. General, general knowledge. General power. Power. Like, you want knowledge? Like, do you want to be a COO of a <laughs> corporation? Like, what do you want? I, mean, I, I just power. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want, like, knowledge in a specific area or just yeah like do you want to be like a scientist do you want to be like a mechanic like what do you want uh, power yeah yeah mm, power yeah. Mm. <laughs> the only way though that he can achieve this is to have a ritual with seven other people and you know conveniently he has seven friends <laughs> yeah thank god <laughs> <laughs> the seven friends are introduced to earlier um but yeah Re- rebecca comes back um she's pretty pissed off she's like listen john i'm gonna give you one chance let's just leave like fuck this um uh, and he's wearing sunglasses now he's like i'll never leave and he takes his sunglasses off and he has these really derpy looking green eyes <laughs> sometimes it looks like one pupil's off yeah, sometimes it's, but it's the same green eyes that his father had in the, the beginning scene. But he just kind of covers him up with sunglasses. Um, and yeah, I think he like hypnotizes her, right? Or he something like that. To yeah. Fucking get her something. I don't know. She's like, "Fuck this!" And he's like, "No, you're you're staying." And she's like, "All right." 
<laughs> yeah, you, you said. It. Well, I think it was more like Grizzle and Greedy got made her stay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean, they they were helping him out, right? Um, right. Let's see. Uh, uh, so is this whenever Malcolm comes back? Is this whenever his dad comes back? You yeah. fucking fool. No. Oh, what happens next? <laughs> so, oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I think you're right. He does finally come back. He does a ritual. Why? He, there was, yeah, he was doing a ritual with the friends, and for some reason it brought... His dad back. Well, no, he, he didn't even... No, the friends were just hanging out. They... Because they didn't show up to the ritual until they were all like dead bodies. They were so. Jonathan is going to throw a dinner party. Um, <laughs> him and uh, him and Rebecca are going to throw a dinner party because he wants to get all his friends there so he can do black magic fuckery or whatever the fuck. Um, they have an awkward dinner where they're all hypnotized and they're all wearing sunglasses, <laughs> and the ghoulies are all in their food. <laughs> Ghoulies are all they they don't even up to shenanigans. They're just they're literally just in their food and it's kind of gross and that's about it. It's not like it's not like the bar scene in Gremlins or something, like But no one can see them. So. Yeah, the ghoulies the ghoulies aren't mischievous really, except for whenever they're just trying to put like sigils in places that fuck with Jonathan into doing rituals. Like <laughs> they generally don't do like I mean they attack people later on, but it's not like the chaos of creatures like in any of the other ones, of course, gremlins in fucking munchies. Oh boy. <laughs> and, uh, I'm excited to talk about munchies. critters. Like they're kind of mis- the pre mischievous and critters, things like that. The ghouls really aren't that mischievous. They're just kind of fucking there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they start becoming mischievous after Malcolm comes back from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, because he's evil. Yeah, eviler. He's eviler. But yeah, during the dinner, I think they go and they, they have some type of uh, ritual um, or some type of chant. Do they just chant at the dinner table, and that's what brings Malcolm back? Yeah, no, they like no, no one remembers it, and then they go back upstairs, and they're like, nothing happened. Uh, Dick goes to sleep with some girl he's been trying to bone like the entire. He's the one that he gave that super awesome pickup line too. <laughs> Yeah, but you can call me Dick. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and she really wasn't into him because, I mean, she's rational thinking at the beginning of the film. But for some reason, she's just like, fuck that. Now I am. You could call me Dick. Look <laughs> <laughs> at the grimace more <laughs> than a grin. Grimace. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you could call me Dick, but I'd rather you not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so... They go and do it. She's like, I would like some water after doing it. Goes downstairs and Malcolm has transformed himself into a big titty porn star. <laughs> For some reason. He's so he's so evil. He has to turn himself into a beautiful lady and to seduce Dick. Yeah, and Dick's like, huh, it's in my night. All right. <laughs> That's how Dick talks now. so they start kissing and then all of a sudden the porn star's tongue gets super long and starts strangling dick to death uh while that's happening like unveils that's actually him it's like 
So you you disguise yourself so you can make out with this guy and then kill him. There wasn't an easier way. It's like fucking awesome powers. Like we could just got the gun in the other room and just come out of show. It's like how about no? You just don't get it. <laughs> you just don't get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. So. So then I believe it was the the dummy that was in the room earlier that we forgot to mention that starts attacking the woman he was sleeping yeah. with and killing her. Yeah. Um, and then the, one of the ghoulies kills one of the druggy guys. Yeah. And then Toad Boy and Anna are sitting by the water. And... and- and, and the, the reptilian ones are in the water, so it's almost, they look almost Toad-esque, and they pull pull Toad Boy in and kill him. And kill, yeah, they, they kill that chick somehow. <laughs> yeah, they, they just pull them in and start eating yeah. them. <laughs> so, One does. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, there was two of the green yeah. ones. Yeah. And then the toilet scene happens. Yeah. What happens in the toilet scene? Huh? What huh? in the toilet scene? Who dies in the toilet? No one dies in the toilet. One of the ghoulies just comes out of it. <laughs> that's, and that's all. He just <laughs> That's pretty much it. He just comes uh, out of the toilet. It's like, all right. <laughs> and it's like, that's the cover of the movie. Whoa. man is like, mama mia. I did it. Oh, I, I nailed this shit. Um... So yeah, Malcolm's going around causing all this shit, and he's like, aha, now, Jonathan, I'm going to sacrifice the love of your life and take your power. Ha 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 Because this was how it was supposed to go in the first place. Ha 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 And he's like, okay. Like, he puts a talisman on her, saves her life. Yeah, puts a talisman on her, and then they start fighting, and then Jack Nance shows up. Jack Nance, has, been, Jack Jack Nance, Nance has not been around for like an hour. Like he has shown up maybe twice in the movie. <laughs> he showed up where he even lives on the grounds. He shows up Yeah, and, and you see him like twice. Yeah, there's a little room he lives in with all the Jesus shit or whatever in it. And then uh, yeah, he dis- he disappears for like an hour. It's like, where did Jack Nance go? And then he pops up dressed like Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, and now he's got crazy jesus powers and he starts fighting malcolm and he's like quick go get out of here and then jonathan and rebecca just stare at him fighting for like a good five minutes after he's like fucking leave (laughs) like leave now and they're like "Uh uh-huh and then one he's like just get the fuck out of here him, him and malcolm are in a um an energy battle some sort where they're yeah, and now all the friends come back. They're to using life. the force lightning. Yeah, all the friends die, and they were all wrapped up in 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 uh, not in plastic, like Jack Jackson. No, in the clothes <laughs> that they were in the ritual. Yeah, with. and they just been kind of lying around dead. Um, like I said, as as one does. <laughs> and Jack Nance and uh, Malcolm are shooting energy blasts at each other, and uh, it's very very intense, meaning not intense at all. <laughs> They start glowing, and then um, I guess Jack Nance wins because he makes both of them disappear. Yeah, and uh, all the friends are alive, and they all run away and get in the cars. 
and start driving off and Grizzle and Greedy Gut are like happy, I guess, that they got yeah. away. They're, they're, they're very strange and, throughout the whole movie because you don't know. Like, yeah, because they're like, Malcolm comes back. He's like, no, I'm your fucking master. And they're like, yeah, but he did the ritual and he's they act like he was nice to them or yeah. something. And he wasn't yeah. like he was just they're like, oh, but our other master, we like our other master. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, why? What reason? <laughs> and so they're like, oh, yeah, he made it out. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. And, and then all of a sudden the druggie stay dude. there. <laughs> just like, I guess. We'll just- <laughs> yeah, I guess they just take care of the house now because uh, Jack Nance is gone to heaven. <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> and, deserves um, to be. Just like now in real life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're driving off and they're like, wow, what happened? And Jonathan's like, well, it took a long time to explain. They're like, okay. And then like, they're all the looking out the window. It was like very strange. So, no, you better explain to us. Like, I'm not going to. And like, that's fine. Okay. And then the ghoulies are popping out of the back of the car and scene end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's ghoulies. Pretty much. It's fun, though. It's a fun movie. No, ghoulies is fun. It's, um,. Uh, going back, it's not as much to talk about as as probably Munchies will be. Um, Goalies was made for five point five million dollars, um, which isn't a lot, yeah, even by then uh, those standards. Um, but it made thirty five million dollars. <laughs> Damn, making pretty big fucking success. I, I I imagine. I mean, it's definitely got a huge. I imagine call that's following. all rentals because Charles Band really didn't release movies theatrically. Um so uh the the music though, I like the music. Richard Band, Charles Band's brother did the music and he does the music for a lot of their a lot of the uh, full moon features. I always like his music because it has kind of like this like I don't know like carnival kind of feel to it. <laughs> his music has like it's very cartoony and like yeah and like Danny Elfman ish. Um which makes more sense, makes a lot of sense because uh, uh, Shirley Walker actually was his co-composer on this uh, score, and Shirley Walker did the um, music for the Batman animated series. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Seek out Danny Elfman. So, uh, I, I like I like the soundtrack. I like whenever Richard Band does soundtracks because it does have that kind of like Danny Elfman cartoony, like carnival esque kind of feel to it. Um. Yeah, this movie came out in January 1985, so that would have been like Gremlins came out in '84, I think in December. Um, I'm not sure. I think it came out like the same week as Ghostbusters, uh, or maybe like within a week of Ghostbusters. Uh, June, sorry, it came out June 1984. Gremlins did, and then January Ghoulies came out. Um. But yeah, I mean, Goalies is fun. I, I think I think people have a, uh, I think just the cover alone and all that, people have kind of a fond memory of that, especially if you're going to the video store at that time or growing up yeah. and seeing that and, and on the shelves. Um, let me see. Uh, it, it got it has an eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't get how. Like, it's people, fun. Like, I think people are too people hard. People hacked that movie up. Um, like I said, it was m- being made before Gremlins, but ran out of money. 
Um, let me see. Is there anything else? Uh, and I think I think that's about it on the background. Um, there were three more Ghoulie movies after this. Uh, I've watched any of the Ghoulie sequels, so you haven't watched Mm-mm. two. That's the one, the Carnival. Ghoulie two. Ghoulies two. Yeah, that's the one, the Carnival, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I haven't watched any of them. I know the fourth one, Jonathan comes back. Uh, He's in the second one he? too. I don't think. I yeah. thought I read that he wasn't in the second one. Well, Harry he doesn't come back to the fourth one uh, because for some reason, from what I was reading just briefly in the second one, they go in the carnival and they're like, "Wow, these." I was about to call them gremlins. God damn it! <laughs> these ghoulies are sure are sure are silly and mischievous. Let's 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 uh, use them in our carnival, and then of course chaos ensues. Probably satanic rituals of some sort. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, that's that's ghoulies. Would you say? Yeah. Would you say? Uh, would you recommend ghoulies? Absolutely. Yeah, I think ghoulies is a totally fun movie to watch. Sure, you can watch on Tubi for free right now, along with I think a lot of other full moon features are on Tubi for free as well, um, and Amazon. So. And there's a full moon stream. There is. I think it's like five bucks a month or something like that. It's 60 a year. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. And you get a Diana Prince box set of all her movies. Oh, really? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh That's worth it a lot. pay for the year. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if it's her full moon movies or if they're (laughs) porn. Like, that's what I was trying to figure out. Because I'm like, the cover of it looks like porn. Like, Diana, could you let us know? Because, uh... Paige was gonna buy it for me for a Valentine's present. She's like, "I gotta admit, though, I wouldn't really be happy about buying you a bunch of porn for Valentine's." <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, but it's Darcy." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's "Darcy, Darcy's super." Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what you forgot to mention in the news uh, this coming Friday, new Joe Bob. Yeah, Day special. Um, where it seems like they're doing the Vegas marriage. Um, that they sold off on the um the charity auction on the Christmas special. So that's pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any guesses for what the um, features are going to be? Zero. I have zero. A idea. friend of mine said possession. <laughs> I'm like that's a perfect Valentine's day movie. Dear God, yeah. please. No, I don't want to. I love that, that again. movie. <laughs> I love it. The more I sit with it. <laughs> if we did an episode of possession. You guys can go back and listen to it. It's hilarious. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. Ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> no, enough about ghoulies. More about Joe Bob. Anyways, no. Um, all right. I guess that brings us to our next segment. So let's go and get another. We have a video game, right? Okay. I don't forget student mythology, biology. All right. Cool. Then we have a, another video game, another curation of Blaze's Cabinet of Video Game Curiosities. All right, so my question is with the video games and the, the mythology biology for the next few episodes, are they all going to be... Mythology biology will the video games. <laughs> they all, they're all going to involve little creatures? <laughs> no, not the video games because they don't make enough. I looked. I was okay. trying. Okay. No, but they have plenty of mythology. 
of little right. creatures. So <laughs> not so many games. Um, and we already talked about one of the games I could talk about. Which so, one? Um, the one with the, what was it called? With the Furbies? Oh, yeah. Right. The one that we just did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So today we're going to talk about a series of games that we've talked about multiple times. And somehow it slipped by me and I didn't see it. The New Fears to Fathom came okay. out. Cool. Um, so we've talked about both of the other Fears to Fathom games. So I thought we would go ahead and get this one out of the way. Because I'd definitely say it's probably the best in the series okay. so far. Uh, Graphics-wise, it is a big improvement from where they started. Um, story-wise, it's uh, definitely an interesting story and a kind of cool concept. Um, so it still has like the home invasion kind of aspect like the first one did and not so much like the Norwood Hitchhiker one. Uh, but I would say, um, you know, it definitely feels more fleshed out. Like there's more things to do. Um, you're a young kid. Your dad is a real estate what, agent what those, and he becomes correct. I'm, I'm not a young kid. I'm a man and my dad's not in real estate. This episode's <laughs> over. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you play a game as a young kid and your dad is a a real estate agent and uh he he talks about how like his dad actually became friends with and again these are all based off stories people submit of apparently actual real life events and the dad becomes friends with like a lot of the clients he has uh and one of his clients is a COO for like a big media company. And, you know, they're, he, he's like, you know, this guy needs somebody to watch his house for a bit. Son, can you watch his house uh, for a couple days? And he, he said he would give you like 150 bucks if you just watched it for the weekend. And he's like, well, fuck yeah, for sure. It's like the early 2000s and I'm in high school. Yeah, I absolutely want $100. <laughs> And, um, so he's at the guy's house, finds out it's huge. You kind of go through like small chores and stuff, finding out like how big this house is. And I think that's kind of what the chores are for is to like show you how big the house is. And eventually you start learning more about the guy and he's like, Hey, you know, um, can you look at my computer? Your dad says you're really good with computers and you're like, yeah, I'll check it out. And you find out he's got like a big security system all around the house. Um, And as he's sending you like different chores and stuff to do, he asks you to go to the grocery store and grab a few things before they close. You bike out there, you run into some friends at the store and they're like, wait, you're watching Roy Carson. Why does that sound familiar? So they're like, oh, whatever. So you get back after getting the groceries and your friend messages. He's like, dude, look up Roy Carson online. Turns out like he had like this really big public breakup with like a, a actress who is like had a real diehard fan base and they started immediately sending in death threats and stuff like that towards him because they were saying they broke up because of cheating or whatever. So they started sending death threats at this guy and uh, lo and behold, it's just kind of uh, you think your friends are messing with you, but there is a crazed fan 
who has broken into the house and is trying to murder you thinking that you're boy carson interesting (laughs) so yeah right like i was like that's a kind of a new take on everything like there's just random shit that happens a few good jump scares but um you know you could probably uh, get done with it in like two hours but the story's really interesting and uh you know i'm excited that uh, uh also at the end of it you notice that there's uh two sets of question marks so it looks like there's going to be two more episodes of fear to fathom and uh then they're going to start on a new project but uh yeah I, I would definitely say this is probably the best looking one so far and probably the most easy to play that's awesome yeah yeah Check out Fears to Fathom, the Carson House. Cool. Yeah, it seems like uh, it's, a, it's a popular series. People are really liking it. Oh, yeah. Dude, Fears to Fathom has been really good. Um, and also, there was a new Chilla's art game, which I've talked about a few of his games as well, the Japanese like uh, mm-hmm. paranormal games, like the radio station and such like that. And this one's called Karaoke. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I got that one, too, so we'll talk about that next Okay, episode. cool. All right. Well, that brings us to our next segment. Uh, Another entry into mythology, biology, but small. Okay. What adorable little little, uh, shenanigans are we getting into this week? So this one is actually one I've never heard of. And I thought it was actually kind of funny because <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of a Clericon? No. They are the fairy cousins of leprechauns. <laughs> okay. But a Clericon uh, resembles more of like a, a, a small blacksmith. And his only mission in life is to get crazy fucking drunk. Like, that's all he likes to do. And they mainly, uh, for what they believe, haunt pubs and uh, wine cellars. Okay. So the Clericons will go in and, you know, they'll they'll haunt these places. And there's two things you can do for them. So you can either get, you know, provide them with beverages and everything like that to keep them calm. And they'll protect all your drinks and your wine casks and make sure nothing like breaks through or damages any of your alcohol. If you make them leave without giving them any uh, booze, then they will ruin all your alcohol, make it sour and turn all your liquor into mash. Oh, (laughs) and the weird part is, is that there's uh, a bunch of different stories about them. And in some, they're like, no, a clericon is an angry leprechaun. Like, it's the same thing. But then there's other stories saying, no, they're cousins of the leprechaun. There are different species. And okay. Like, okay. There's, and uh, there's apparently a quite famous tale uh, about clericons. And let me see where who wrote that. Thomas Crofton Croker. Uh, it is a very popular story called The Haunted Cellar. Um, okay. Which follows a clericon named uh, Naginan, uh, who haunts the wine cellar of an Irish lord, drinking everything in sight and playing uh, frightening pranks on service, uh, on servants. 
And they said he is about six inches in height with a face like a, a withered apple. Um, so mainly the, the whole story is trying to get the Clericon out without pissing it off. And they don't know how. So, but yeah, that. yeah that's a Clericon right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the little interesting ruckus starters. Yeah, you, just just uh, little angry Irish imps. Yeah, just <laughs> angry little drunk imps, just like we used to be. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we're old and three beverages, and we'll have a hangover for a week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that's a good little story. Yeah, and we got more. We got more coming. Yeah, more as we continue on with. Mini Monster Mania. Yep. Mini Monster Mania. And that means the next episode is going to be, as we referenced earlier, 1980. Shit, I think it came out eight. Yeah. <laughs> Munchies. Roger Corman produced. So that should tell you about the quality. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, it's not one of the great Roger Corman produced films. What? <laughs> what do you mean? And it. And it is an unabashed uh, Gremlins ripoff. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It is a... Whew. But we'll get it more into that next week as we continue on with Mini Monster Mania. We'll also be talking about Critters on another episode, uh, Hobgoblins. Beasties. And, and Beasties. Those will be That'll be the series. We don't know what order those other three will be in, but we'll do that, then we'll decide what we're going to be doing next. Uh, but... This is going to be our first season um, of a focus season of episodes, series of episodes. So in the meantime, if you want to tell us what your favorite tiny creature film is. Don't say Gremlins. You... <laughs> yeah, say Gremlins too, which is better than We're Gremlins. We're not going to watch Gremlins. We've seen yeah. it. Yeah, we, we aren't going to talk about Gremlins. Uh, uh, that is the thing we said. These movies are ripoffs of Gremlins. We aren't going to talk about Gremlins. Gremlins is, of course, great. Gremlins 2 is even better. Um, fucking, we, we aren't going to talk about Gremlins because there's nothing really to say about it. You know, it's, it's already an amazing movie, and so the second one. Uh, so these are all just movies that people talked about and stuff like that, but are kind of ripoffs of Gremlins. More, more so the ones we'll be talking about other than Ghoulies, like we said, since Ghoulies actually didn't rip off Gremlins. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be talking about munchies next time. In the meantime, if you want to reach us and you have a mini monster movie that you do like, then you can tell us uh, through email at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or on Instagram, bladedapplespodcast. Um, you know, you got any comments, concerns, you know, uh, requests, anything like that, you can, you can let us know. We're lonely. Yeah. <laughs> yes we are uh, thanks to Stefan Mize for doing our artwork awesome guy follow him on Instagram at Stefan Mize that is S-T-E-F-A-N-M-E-I-S-S-E or at Crawling Panther Tattoo on Instagram uh, Ocala, Florida that is the uh, tattoo parlor that he um, tattoos out of awesome guy um, amazing artist and thanks to Blaze for editing all this stuff. You're welcome.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything to add? Get ready for more mini month uh, fuckers. <laughs> Remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly, even if it's miniature. All right. Bye. Bye.